we come into your uh, gates with thanksgiving, into your courts with praise. Lord, that we might meet with you, that we might encounter the living God. Father, I thank you that you're far more eager to meet with us than what we are with you. And Lord, I pray by your spirit, our hearts will be absolutely captivated. Lord, raptured to be with you in your presence. And so, Lord, we invite you to have your way. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.
surrender to You. Lord, tonight, Lord, may You speak to every single one of us. Lord, thank You that Your presence is here already ministering to people. Lord, I just pray that we're ready and receptive for You to do Your will. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So we need to start with some prayer. English. Anyone? No? Any English people here? I was really disappointed in actual fact. I wanted today to us to be laughing at South Africa. I wanted them to lose to Scotland. But uh, I got up, I got up at 4.20 this morning, got ready for the game. I was disappointed. The Scots failed me, but that's okay. Uh, South Africa will lose somewhere else down the line. I love World Cup season. It's nearly as good as the election season for me. Uh, so, how are we all doing? Good. Do you know what I was, I was thinking? During that last song, I was like, man, I need to go to the gym. Like, I got the white mean jump, like, which is like, oh, I've nailed it. I've been in church for so long, I can dance like this. And I can get in time with the music. But two songs later, I'm exhausted. I'm like, time to go to the gym. Because cool dancers, right? People that know how to dance, they can like, they can jive and they don't get as exhausted and look awesome. I can't do that. I got to jump. So uh, just anyone want to join me with uh, worship, weight training, that'd be really good. Uh, so we can have stamina and praise. Amen. Amen. Hey, we'd like to welcome you to Activate Church. Is this, if this is your first time here, we just want to say welcome, welcome, welcome to you. It is so good to have you here. And so at the back, you can see a table with some uh, white little bags and in them is chocolate. Not for you uh, people that call Activate Your Home to just go steal, uh, but it's for you if you're a visitor and we would uh, love to meet with you, love to connect with you, find out your story and how we can partner with you and how you can call this place your home. And so we've got guys in the green t-shirts at the back waving. Yo! So go see one of them and they will hook you up some chocolate and a white bag. Who knows what Activate Church, what do we do in October? CIA Church in Action. No, we're not snooping on the neighbours. Uh, we're not going like secret service. We're actually there to serve our community. And so there is three main ways that I will tell you how you can get involved. And this is get involved in all three. Don't just choose one choose all three and get involved. So we have the first one on the screen, which is our CE, uh, CE, CIA community mucken. And that's on the 18th of October. And now everyone say 10 a.m. So 18th of October is a Sunday. At 10 a.m. as a church, we're meeting here and then we're going out into the community. And uh, we're gonna be painting some alleys doing up a school and a whole lot of awesome things, the way that we can bless our community. We're partnering with police and uh, community groups to make that happen. So we need your help. We need you to be here. We need you to say, man, Activate is my home. We talk about you going into the community. This is one morning to put that into action. So don't wear a suit and a tie to church. Just grab uh, probably a South African jersey by then or an English jersey saying that you can get paint on and um, and you can you can even pick the, the English ones up for $59 down from 130 at Rebel Sport today so just get one of them get some paint on it uh, and that will be good 
So the next thing, so make sure you're there. The next thing is grab a food bag. Now, there's a, well, there was food bags. There will be food bags uh, at the end of the service. If they're all gone, just bring some uh, non-perishable goods. So that's cans. And uh, Pastor Sheridan said a couple of weeks ago, one test to see if you should bring something or not. If you wouldn't eat it, don't bring it. Um, from time to time, we've seen like sardines in there. And I don't actually know who eats sardines. Okay, there's some people that eat sardines. Bring sardines. Sheridan will take them home. <laughs> but bring spaghetti, bring wheat bix, bring all of those good things that is going to really bless uh, those in need. And lastly is our light party. And the light party is awesome. That's like, we have, I think it was like 400 people uh, came along to this church just to celebrate and have a great night. It's, uh, it's what we do on Halloween night. So it's our, uh, it's our option for the community to come along to say, it is seriously an awesome event. Uh, last year we had about 30 youth helping out. So I, I will expect all of the youth to be there helping out. But there's heaps of ways you can be involved. So make sure uh, you sign up by talking to Alina or Ashley Bennett and they will get you uh, all the details for that. Cool? Everyone say, notice is over. Yay! I think I got through that all pretty effectively. Hey, have you had a birthday or an anniversary lately? Vicky Parkin! Whoa! Let's give Vicky a hand. And is that Kathan as well? Let's give Kathan a hand. Vicky, I heard that you turned 31 this week. Well done. Great. Oh, oh, fantastic. How many years? 19. Next year's going to be a big celebration. That's awesome. Let's give them a hand. Church, why don't you stand with me and uh, we're going to pray a prayer blessing over these awesome guys. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Now, I'd love you to give Pastor Ray a hand as he comes and prays for Jerusalem. Awesome. Well, do you know, all over the world today, churches in New Zealand, Australia, even England after the result, are praying for Peace in Jerusalem. Psalm 122 says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And so we're going to join throughout churches, throughout New Zealand, as I said, all around the world. So I invite you to stand with me and join with me as we pray for God's peace over Jerusalem. Father, we thank you for this awesome privilege that, Lord, your word declares <clears throat> that we had to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for its prosperity and for His blessing. And Father, we lift, Lord, not only the city of Jerusalem, but the land of Israel. Lord, the place where the very feet of Jesus, Lord, walked through Bethlehem and Nazareth, sharing and declaring the good news that God is good and has a plan for everyone's life. And Father, we pray, Lord, specifically right now for Jerusalem. Lord, it's filled with conflict and, and Lord, lots of debate. But God, we pray beyond and above that, that your spirit would rest on it. The peace of God would hover over its government, 
over its people. And Jesus, Lord, your light would shine brightly upon that city. Lord, releasing people's hearts. Lord, may they run to relationship with you. May they hunger and thirst after the living God. May that land cry out, I pray, to be one with you. And so, Father, we thank you that we can stand with churches all through New Zealand, Australia, all around the world, praying for the peace of Jerusalem. And everyone said, Amen. Awesome. You can take a seat. I'm going to invite Nicole up. Nicole's going to share around communion. Let's give Nicole an awesome hand. And as she comes, um, at 5.30 before the 6 p.m. service, we have a prayer meeting. So I would really encourage you, why don't you come along to that? And this, uh, today as we were praying, it was really clear that God was wanting to uh, minister to people. There was a few words from a few different people. And can I really encourage you that this is a place, and tonight we're really believing for God to meet with you and to God to speak to you. And so from now right until the end of the service, can I encourage you to engage with God, to engage in the Word. Just let your walls come down as Nicole and as Peter and as we continue with our worship. It's just really to be there and expect Him for God to talk to you. Maybe you've never heard God speak to you before or had an encounter. Can I encourage you tonight? Just make a step to be open and, and just pray, God, why don't you speak to me? And uh, I really believe you'll have an encounter like no other. And uh, tonight will be a powerful night for you. But uh, Nicole, thank you so much. Thanks for that, Luke. Um, yeah, so I've got the privilege of sharing um, a thought with you all around communion tonight. And um, I'm just going to be sharing a bit about what God's been uh, speaking to me about recently. Uh, so if you've got your Bibles or phones, uh, if you want to turn to Colossians chapter 3, and I will be reading from there in just a second. Um, so lately, God's been challenging me around the thought that, um, so my old life is dead, but my new life is with Him. And kind of how does that thought relate to my pursuit of Jesus? Because um, I don't know about you, but I know for me that as we draw closer to the end of the year, the closer we get to Christmas and New Year's, my life tends to get really hectic and busy. And I find that the busier I am, the more stress or pressure that I'm under, the more likely I am to revert back to my old way of doing things, the more likely I am to just keep thinking my old thoughts. And um, I don't know, it's like, instead of just coming before Jesus and laying all of that weight and burden down before Him, I try to do things in my own strength. It's like, I think I can fix everything myself. It's like, I want to do it all by myself. Um, but all that happens is that I end up putting myself under way more pressure and burden than I ever need to um, be under. And it actually makes me more likely uh, to stuff up and do something really stupid. Um, so if you're in Colossians 3, uh, we're just going to read from verse 1 onwards. So it says, So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from His perspective. Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. When I read this, I'm reminded that you know communion is a time to remember that Jesus gave His life for us. He, 
it's a time for us to remember that He came from heaven to earth and lived the perfect life that we were unable to live so that um, through His death and resurrection, um, you know, we could live a life of freedom that only God can provide us with. Um, and, you know, our new life is free from all the old things that used to hold us down, from our stress, from our worry, from our guilt, our shame and our past. Our new life is full of freedom because it's all about pursuing Jesus. Um, so it's instead of, you know, how it talks in Colossians, but instead of walking along with our eyes to the ground, absorbed with our own life, absorbed with our own problems and our own sin and shame, it's all about fixing our eyes on Him and looking to Him. Um, because if your eyes are fixed on Jesus, everything, no matter what you've been through, everything pales in comparison to the greatness of His glory. Um, so in Colossians 3 from verse 9, it says, you know, um, you're done with that old life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes that you've stripped off and put in the fire. Um, hang on, I forgot the rest of it. Um, yeah, so it's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes that you've stripped off and put in the fire. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the Creator with His label on it. All the old fashions are now obsolete. You know, how awesome is it that we have this new life in Jesus? A life where He continually invites us to experience more of His love and more of His freedom. It's like the more of ourselves that we give up, the more of our burdens that we lay down, the more of, him, the more of Himself that He gives us in exchange for that. And so um, as we prepare to take communion tonight, uh, my challenge is for us just take time to thank Jesus for all that He's done for us, to thank Him for the new life of freedom that we have, and to really just come before Him and lay down our burdens, lay down our worries and our stress and whatever's holding us down. And yeah, just give it over to Him and step into all the freedom that He has for us. Um, so in just a second, um, I'm going to invite you all up and the host team's just going to be down the front um, and you can come up and get communion. But uh, before that, I'll just pray for us. Uh, so Lord, um, I just thank you um, for the amazing life that we have in you. I thank you that because you sacrificed your life for us, that we can now live in um, the freedom uh, that only you provide. And Lord, I pray that uh, tonight you'd help us to remember that our old life is dead, that um, whatever's weighing us down or holding us back, that it doesn't have to be like that, that actually you've designed us for so much more than that. And yeah, Lord, I pray that um, each and every single person here tonight would experience uh, more of your freedom and love tonight. Amen.
church, why don't you stand and uh, we're going to continue with our worship. And Lord, I just pray that as we as we take these emblem, emblems, the cup representing your blood that was shed for us and your body that was broken for us so that we could live in freedom, Lord. We could live a life in you, Lord, knowing your love and knowing your presence. Lord, we just offer this time to you wholeheartedly, Lord, may that you would speak to us, Lord, that we would know your presence, Lord, your love would just overflow. Lord, we hand this moment, I hand my life right now over to you, saying, Lord, I, I'm open for you to speak. And uh, my prayer is that's your prayer tonight, saying, God, speak to me. So why don't you stand and we're going to continue with worship. Church, would you, would, do you want to just raise your hands with me? Just lift your hands in the air. and I just want you to picture all of the good, all of the bad, all of the burdens in your life, all of those good things in life. And I just want you to picture as you're lifting your hands, it's just, it's just going straight to God. That it's like you're lifting up an offering to Him and that He is just taking this. Just lift your hands and just thank Him for, for all of this.
just stay here for a moment and begin to speak out your thanks that we are his children we no longer live in fear but we live as children of God into your presence boldly the assurance of faith is your children children of the almighty God Lord there's no words that we can that we can say there's nothing that, that we can do to express how thankful we are to you for all you've done for us but God tonight we lift you up 
we glorify you. We say you are almighty, so almighty. We thank you that the opportunity we have with you is to step into a relationship, step into nearness with you, God, that you give us all these things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. 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 Hey, how's it going? Cool. Woo. We're already underway. Awesome. Everyone alive here tonight? Yes. Thank you for that, Ben. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? We are children of God. There's no fear any longer because we are children of God. I think that's an incredible thought, isn't it? We have no fear in God because of what He's done for us. So my name is Peter. I lead the young adults here at Activate Church. We've got an awesome bunch of of people. If you're a young adult here, say hey. We've got a very extended age group. Um, we're very open. Uh, we're very in- inclusive. So you know, join if you want. We're, we're, all, we're all good. Uh, but we have an awesome group of people, and, and I just want to shout out. We've got an awesome group of life group leaders, and we've got the Marsons here. I, I think I heard the Duckets. The Duckets are here as well. Aram is also a life group leader. Melina's just started leading a life group as well. Is Jared here? But these are an awesome bunch of people. They're incredible. And you know what they're doing? They're actually willing to invest into us as young adults. So if you're not in a, in a life group, can I encourage you to get in one? Because it makes a big place small. And it's a way of doing life with each other and getting to know an awesome bunch of people. So we've got very cool uh, life group leaders. Well, you know, I've got the real expect- expectation tonight that God is going to speak. Try this side. I've got the expectation that God is going to speak. Yeah, yeah. These guys do. Oh, one more chance. I've got the expectation that God is going to speak tonight. Yeah, all right. All right. I really do believe that God is going to speak. And He wants to speak into the promises He's placed on your life, the dreams He's given you. And I believe that God wants to bring clarity, wants to bring life, He wants to breathe on them with his words. He wants to speak to us tonight. Now let me tell you the one thought that I'm going to talk around tonight. The big idea, if you will. This thought is our inabilities cannot hinder what God will do through us. Our inabilities cannot and will not hinder what God will do through us and in us. Now, to look at this, I want to look at uh, Exodus 4, verse 10 through to 12. And, and this is talking about Moses. So everyone knows who Moses is. Guy in the Old Testament brings the Israelites out of Egypt. They're in a place of slavery and, and God leads him, challenges him, and he ends up bringing the Israelites out of Egypt and leads them around the place for a wee while. And Moses, he was a mighty man of God. He did some pretty awesome things. What do you think? To lead a a nation of people, and there were a lot of people, millions, out of slavery, and then to lead them for years, that's 
that's a pretty big deal. You know, you think of John Key and the, the job he has running the country, now think of savages. And that would be a bit more of a big deal, wouldn't it? Yeah, you've got... No? Anyone on this side? It would be a big job. So God says to Moses, look, I'm going to call you. I'm going to get you to lead these people out of Egypt. And Moses says, whoa, 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 whoa. God, have you seen those people? This is going to be a big job. I don't want to do that. And he actually says, hey, why don't you choose someone else? Why don't you get someone else to do that? I don't think I want to do that. And he said, why? Because I don't speak very well. That was his inability. See, Moses had weaknesses. He had inabilities in his life that he was like, well, this is the reason why I can't do what you're asking of me. But do you know what? Moses' inabilities couldn't hinder what God wanted to do through him. Let's have a brief look at Exodus 4, 3 to 10. I was going to break it down real quick for us. Exodus 4, 10 through to 12. In verse 10 it says this, Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in past nor since you have spoken to your servant. So this is after the burning bush experience, and God speaks to Moses. I am slow in speech, slow of speech and tongue. Now I want to label this verse, verse 10, I can't. Everyone say, I can't. I can't. So that's verse 10. Now going on to verse 11. The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now verse 11, we're going to label, you can. Everyone say, you can. You can. Cool. What was that? We're there. And verse 12, now go. I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. And that verse is going to be labeled, we will. Awesome. We will. So I can't, and God says, you can, and we will. And it's crazy. Moses had an impossible task before him. But God said to him, I know you say you can't, but you can, and we will do it together. In verse 10, we see Moses give God his reasons why he couldn't do it. And he really tried to twist God's arm and say, look, these are pretty big reasons why I couldn't do what you're asking of me. And if you think about Moses' call, think about the gravity of it. It's a pretty big job. I know if I was told that I was going to lead New Zealand tomorrow, I'd freak out. And I'd probably say, look, this is all the reasons why I can't do it. Wouldn't you? It's a pretty big job. And to lead a, a nation out of slavery, even more so. And I, I was thinking around Christianity and, and the life we live and the life we're called to. It's not an easy job as well. Uh, and I was reading in this commentary, an interesting book, NIV commentary. And if, if you're someone who's like, well, you know, I really want some good teaching. I want some deep uh, teaching. Just find a commentary. Have a look for yourself. Dig into one of these and see what the Bible says and see what uh, the, these commentators say about it. But around living an easy Christian life, it says this. If you seek a religion to make you comfortable, despite all its focuses on peace and benefit, Christianity is not it. This is no religion for the weak or the lazy. Passive Christians cannot do the will of God. The very labeled passive Christian is an oxymoron. A battle is going on. And contrary to our deception, 
We do not live on neutral turf. We either live for God or against Him. To get that, we either live for Him or against Him. The choices we make either reflects God's character or the character of sin. As Leon Morris or another theologian points out, you can drift into sin, but you can't drift into righteousness. For most of us, this means our goal is wrong. We seek a carefree life. It does not exist. Our conceptions of life, and especially of retirement, must change. Life's goal is not a golden pond, and Christians are not called to tranquility. Now catch this thought. We are called to peace. Yes, we are. But peace in the midst of struggle. This peace does not render us inactive, but it makes us able to do the will of God. Christianity is not easy, but we are called to peace in the midst of the struggle. And I bet Moses was in a struggle. So his inabilities or his weaknesses and the things that he thought weren't good in his life, they couldn't hinder him from what God was going to do. I remember years ago when I was working in a factory, and uh, this was an aluminium factory. I was making windows. Um, very simple job. I, I worked out, I did about 2,000 hours on this desk of about 700 mils by 1,800. So it wasn't exciting at all, and I, I, I hated that job, but it was good character building. Uh, but I, I was there, and I'd talk to the guys. One of the things I'd do is I'd talk to them and say, what are your dreams? What do you want to do with your life? Do you want to be here? Because a lot of them would be like, oh, I don't know. I don't really like the job, but I don't really see where I can go. So I'd encourage them. I'd say, do you want to go get a job somewhere else? Do you want to do some study? What would you like to do? But a lot of them would say, oh, I, just, I just can't see myself doing that. Or I, I don't want to take the step. You see, what they had done is they decided upon a mindset of inability. They allowed their circumstance, they allowed their situation to be the, thing that, the only thing that they saw. They didn't allow themselves to go, well, what could I be? Or what could I do? They decide to get stuck in a place of inability and make their home there. As Henry Ford says, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And you know what? We all have these I can't moments. I have them all the time. I can't do this. But if we stay in that place of I can't do this, it becomes a mindset, and then it becomes unhealthy, because then it becomes a routine and a pattern. But do you know what God says to Moses in verse 11? He says, you can. You can do this. And I love what God does. Instead of going, hey, bro, come on, he doesn't, he doesn't give him a pat on the shoulder and go, you'll be all right. He goes, hold on, let me tell you a little bit about myself. See, Moses says to God, Lord, this is what I can't do. And then God says, Sweet, you know, I've seen your resume. Look, I wrote Psalm 139. I know who you are. I get it. But let me tell you a little bit about who I am. And you see, when we say to God, I can't, what he says is, you can through me. See, it's not in our strength that we do anything, but it's all through God. So when Moses came before God said, I can't, God says, you can, but through me, because... It is all through God. And therefore, when the end result comes, it's God who is glorified, not ourselves, because we only operate through His strength. You're getting this? Awesome. I was reading through um, Judges, and in Judges 6, there's this guy called Gideon. And he's an interesting character. Um, 
he would say he's the least of the least. He doesn't have great self-esteem, and if we're honest, he did suck a little bit. But Gideon, God came to Gideon. If you know the story, um, God shows up and says, hey, you're going to lead my people, and we're going to take down the Midianites. And <laughs> same story, he goes, whoa, hold on. God, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? And God says, yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> do you know who I am? Uh, but Gideon gets caught up in who he is not. But the thing about the story of Gideon is, is, is that God is the one who was glorified through it. As Gideon said, God, I'm the least of the least. I can't do this. I don't have the strength. I don't have the skills. I don't have the equipment. I don't have the abilities to do what you're asking of me. God said, cool, because at the end of the day, it's not about you. It never was. It's about me. And in the end of the story, we see God is absolutely glorified because of the awesome thing that he does through Gideon. So when we say, I can't to God, God says, you can. Not because of what we do, but because of who God is and his strength. And then in verse 12, God says to Moses, Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. And the thing I love about this is when God called Moses, he did not tell him the task and leave him to it. He empowered and equipped Moses with what he needed to get the job done. And then he said, I'm going to walk with you in the entire way. He didn't just set him off running and say, sweet, look, I've told you who I am. I'm almighty God. Go do it. No, he said, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to journey with you. I'm going to be there the entire way. And he confirmed it through signs and wonders throughout Moses' time. This reminds me of when Jesus called Peter out of the boat to walk on water. And you can find this in um, Matthew 14. And the crazy thing about this story is that Jesus was walking on the water and the disciples see him and they freak out because suddenly there's a guy walking on the water. And I'm sure you and I would too. But Jesus says to them, come out. Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. Because what they saw was their situation around them. It's so easy to see your circumstances, so easy to see the wind and the waves, the things of life that are crashing around us, and allow those things to determine what we can or can't do. But Peter had the nerve to say, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. And the incredible thing is that with one word, Jesus was able to still everything in the natural that was shaking Peter up. Everything. He said, come. And if you grasp that thought, when Jesus says one word to you and I, that can radically shift our life. That can radically shift our direction. That can radically shift where we're going and what we're doing through one word. And I'm sure that shifted Peter's life. Imagine being the guy who's walked on water. Wouldn't that be incredible? It wasn't through his own strength, but through Jesus. So with one word, Jesus said, you can. And as Peter got out of the boat and walked with his eyes fixed on Jesus, he was okay. But as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus, he began to sink. And that's where the problem lay. He took his focus and his eyes off Jesus. But Jesus didn't just leave him and say, oh, you know, you screwed up. You made the mistake. This is on you. No, Jesus picked him up 
and pulled him out and got him back to the boat. You see, when Jesus asks us to do something, he doesn't just leave us to it. He walks with us. He is there. He looks after us. And when things do go pear-shaped, he doesn't let us sink and, and swim. No, he pulls us up and out. Isn't that a cool picture? Could the musos jump back up? Now what I want to do in this next little bit is I really believe that what I said, one word from Jesus can absolutely revolutionize my and your world. And I believe tonight that God is wanting to speak into the purposes, the promises that he has put, uh, called into our lives, that he has spoken over us. And, and you might be sitting, sitting here thinking, well, I don't know what God is calling me to or what, what that dream is that God has placed within me. That's okay. But I believe that God wants to plant something in your life tonight. I believe that God is here to speak. As I was saying in the beginning, I believe God is here to speak into our lives tonight. His plans and His purposes. And if you have a dream or if you have something percolating away inside of you that you've put down, that you've let go, you've said, I can't do this. This is too hard. You've placed it in the too hard basket. I believe tonight God is willing to, asking you to pick it back up. Pick it back up. And that doesn't mean you have to run with it. That doesn't mean you have to go, all right, this has to happen tomorrow. This process with Moses, I'm sure it didn't happen overnight. I'm sure it took time. But God wants you to pick it up and say, even if you can't do it, that's okay. Because when we say, I can't, we have to allow God in. Because we can't do it in our own strength. So tonight we're going to continue in a little bit more worshipping. This space is designed for you and God to chat. This is not about you responding to what I'm saying, but it's you responding to God. And in this time up here, I really believe that God is going to speak. He's going to speak into your future, into what He has for you. He's going to speak life. And He's going to speak clarity. And I really believe there's power in there. I believe that there's going to be people here tonight whose lives are changed, whose directions are shifted. Why? Because Jesus spoke. And He spoke into your world. So let me pray. Lord, tonight as we come before you, Lord, may our hearts be open, not to any other voice, but to your voice. Holy Spirit, may you speak clearly and directly to us. May you have your way and may our ears and hearts be opened to you. May you reveal to us what you want to reveal, God, so that you may be glorified through it all. Amen. So as the band plays, why don't you come forward and just spend this time with you and God. This is about you and God.
challenge you, church, if you feel like you need to respond by stepping forward, by stepping down the front here, saying that this is, as I come forward, that, Lord, this is me. It's me saying, Lord, I want to hear from you. If you want to do that, I want to challenge you to do it.
really feel that God wants to encourage us um, into a place of full surrender. You know, like when Peter's been talking about Moses and Gideon and Peter and these ones, that they had to be in a place, they had to come to a place of surrender. And that's what God was asking them to do, to come to a place of surrender. And I really feel that God is, is strongly urging His church, His people to come into a place of surrender and to forget about the person on your left or your right, to forget about the persons around you and even even um, to, to um, come aside from maybe even critically looking at others, but to actually focus on Him, to come before Him and have a moment before Him, to come totally before Him, which we're singing here, I'm a child of the King. And I believe that that's what God is calling us to come before Him, have a moment just with Him, that we are His child and we need to step it up in that, to step it up But as we declare that we're His child. He wants us to, to step up that walk with Him, that we are His child and we need to come into full surrender. No fear, no looking at others, but coming into a place of full surrender with Him. He wants to do it with us. He wants us to be able to come before Him. He wants our all. He needs our all. He's urging us to surrender our all. surrender, giving your life, giving this moment all over to God, or maybe you find yourself in a place tonight where you're just wanting a word from God, 
you feel like there's a desire, there's a call because God loves you so much that there is a call inside your heart. God does want to meet with you. He does want to give you a word. If tonight you're saying, man, I I want to surrender. I want to give my all. I want to be able to walk on water or to, to lead people out of Egypt. There is a desire for God to use me. I just want you to raise your hand this evening. You're saying, that is me. I want to receive from you, Lord. I want a word. I'd love you to put your hands up. There's hands up all over the place. I encourage you. Lord, we, we find ourselves here. Lord, by your design and your purpose, Lord, that you wanted us here because you love us, that you wanted to speak to us, you want to speak to us. Lord, we stand here in a surrender, not slave to anything, but free by your love. Lord, we hand our lives over to you. We surrender our selfish selfish ambition. We surrender the desires of our heart. Lord, may you speak to us right now. May you speak to me, Lord. Just that one word. I pray that. Everyone here is feeling the presence of God rest on them right now. Hey, I just I just want to share with you guys something that I feel like when we're asked, you know, to receive a dream from God, like Peter's saying, you know, that we stand in there and we say, God, like, you know, what do you want to say? But, and I feel like if I share with my, what my dream was, was to sing in front of people and God use me musically. But honestly, that was my biggest fear. Doing this right now for me is, is, has been a long time of being, of being afraid, of being afraid of people saying that you're not good enough, afraid of people saying that, you know what, your, your voice just isn't quite there, you know, you're not quite that good musically. Thing I've ever done going and asking for vocal lessons. I'm telling you that you may feel like, oh God, I can't do this, but I'm telling you that as you do something that you can't do, you begin to rely on Him, like He's saying. You become to work out of His strength. It's not hard. It's hard to begin with, but as we fall into His presence, it begins to be something that we can do. I could not have done this without God because I was a scared young man. I thought, you know, if I did music, I'd be a sissy. And that was my biggest fear. So I want to challenge you. If God is fearing you to dream, if you want to write a book and you're not very good at literature, then I'm saying that you can trust in God. If you have a dream, God will make it come true. We're going to sing one more time. Let this be a moment where you push into God. Let Him speak. Be open. Engage with God. This could be the breakthrough of calling. This could be the one word that sets, defines directions, that sets you free. So why didn't church, why didn't you join me? We will sing, declaring, engaging.
alone with God and let Him speak to you. He's wanting to speak right into your heart right now. of your people, Lord, is speaking, covering them with your presence, with your love. Lord God, we thank you tonight. Lord, we thank you that you loved and have called each and every single one of us. We thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, why don't we give Peter a hand? That was an awesome message. Um, if you want prayer for anything, we've got uh, Tim and Andrea here that will be praying for people after the service. So feel free to come down the front or anything uh, from tonight or even just healing uh, that you're needing or something uh, in you that you want prayer for, then they'll love to pray for you. Uh, can I encourage you, we've, on the way out, um, we've got some brown boxes. And uh, as a church, we love to be perf- purposed in our giving. So I encourage you, to do that and uh, see somebody if you're new in the green shirt down the back to find out more about us that'd be awesome and young adults are having some chips I believe and um, is that for everyone or just for young adults everyone so it's open to everyone Uh, let's say thanks Peter shouting us a little feed that's me um, so make sure you find find out about the CIA and get involved in that. But uh, I sort of pray a pl- prayer of blessing over you as you go into this week. Um, but the band's going to continue praying. And if you do want prayer for anything, uh, Tim and Andrea will be up the front. Dear Lord, Lord, I thank you for your church. Lord God, I thank you that you love each and every single one of us. Lord, I pray that as we go out into our week, Lord, we will be a blessing to our community. Uh, Lord God, that there would be undoubtable favour upon Activate Church. 
Lord God, as we're out in uh, our studies or our workplaces, Lord, that it would just be a place, uh, those places would just be infected by Your love and Your goodness uh, that You show through all of us. And so, Lord, we just glorify You tonight. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. So feel free, come out the front if you want to continue and worship or if you want to um, have some chips at the back feel free but have a great week if you want to find out more about camp for the youth come see myself or Nicole we would love to sort you out but have a great night